guys. Welcome to Brit Gossip. This is episode 12. My name is Dell. I'm here with the most gangster co-host in all of podcasting. What's up, Julie? Oh my gosh. Wow. Was that too much? I feel so flattered. Should I edit that down? <laughs> no, I liked it. Just wasn't anticipating. I know. Well, we had a week off and uh, got a lot of energy. So yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, not terribly much. That sounded super boring. Yeah. Have we rolled? Sometimes reversed? it's nice to be boring. Yeah, I was like the nonchalant. Yeah, no you've action been traveling person. all over though. So oh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I was in um, I was in Bend, Oregon. So we have a vacation house out there, and it's on a golf resort. Went out there with three buddies, and we played a shitload of golf, um, more than I thought. We were planned to play seventy-two holes in three days. I ended up playing ninety-four, which is an all-time record for me. And I still suck at golf, though. So that was the one common denominator. Went in sucking, still suck. So, but it was fun. Really good weather. That was my weekend. What about you? You had to do something. Um, honestly, nothing. That's a first. I feel like kind of nice. I'm like right. Sometimes nice to have like boredom. Well, so be it. I guess the race wasn't boring. I was uh, playing well from behind this weekend. So for all the listeners, I actually didn't get to watch any of race weekend until this morning and it's monday morning it was killing me i know i couldn't even open up my instagram like i was totally off my phone all weekend because i didn't want to you know pop open espn or f1 app and just see the results so i'm just taking it in today for the first time i guess it'll be good because you'll have fresh commentary yeah i'm still soaking it in but i've got some stuff so anyway so we had the russian grand prix didn't know it was gonna rain didn't know any of that so literally turned it on and was very surprised towards the end of the race I hadn't looked up the weather or anything, so very surprised, and uh, we definitely have a little bit to talk about there. You want to start us off by just talking about the Russian Grand Prix, because I think yeah. this is the last time, yeah, it's going to be the last time it's in Sochi this year, right? So Is it? Yeah, I heard that. So it's going to some new, I don't know if it's new, but a, a circuit closer to St. Petersburg. Oh, I have not heard that. So... Fun facts about this track in particular, it was officially announced in 2010, but didn't become a calendar fixture until 2014 and has been ever since. It 2010 was also the, fir- the year that the first Russian F1 driver was on the grid with Renault. And the track itself is constructed as part of the Olympic Park precinct for 2014 Winter Olympics. So if you remember from last episode, I was like, isn't it where the Olympics are? And you were like, yeah, it's in Sochi. But this is what I was referencing was that it's literally in the Olympic Park and built. It was like built as part of that. Got it. Got it. Yes. Um, It's actually a technically a street circuit. There's 18 turns, many that are 90 degrees. Um, Turn four is a 180 degree left turn. And the track has two DRS zones and all seven races have been won by Mercedes. And that fun fact was uh, established previous to this weekend. So now we can say all eight have been won by Mercedes. Totally Mercedes dominated uh, for sure. I like this track a lot, just like the shape of it. And that 180 degree left turn is pretty dope too. I was kind of bummed if it is true. I heard it somewhere, I think last week just randomly, but uh, I'll be a little bummed they're not going back to Sochi, but I can understand it, taking it closer to, you know, the capital in Russia. So totally makes sense. 
yeah, so so cool, cool circuit. Get I actually like barely got through qualifying this afternoon. I watched it backwards. I watched the race and then qualifying. How? Why would you do that? I had to because I just I wanted to get the race in. I wasn't sure if I was going to have time to watch qualifying, so I'm all fucked up. But I got it in. I got yeah, it. I mean, in. not too much was happening in qualifying. It was pretty boring. Um, Max never left the pits. Like we never even saw him. I don't even think he got in his outfit because he knew he was going to start at the back, wanted to save his tires, just wasn't worth going out there. I think it was a little bit wet, but not ideal conditions. And then nothing was really happening until Q3. Hamilton went in the pits and just hit the wall, like just, just ran into the wall and had to get his like front wing replaced. And that happened relatively quickly. And when he went out for his flying lap, then he spun out. So he really had no no other opportunity. I think the, hitting the wall threw him off and then no time left to kind of recover. But then it was Norris, Sainz, and Russell for starting grid, which was super exciting to see. Yeah, no, that's, that's a cool starting grid, uh, top three. Kudos to them. I think when you hit the wall in the pit lane, that's just not a good look. And then in practice, he hit like a person, <laughs> the poor person that like lifts up the front of the, I mean, they were okay. He didn't actually hit them, but he's coming in fast and he bumped and that person kind of like went flying back. So yeah, I think Stroll did that during a race. If I recall yes. last year, maybe mm-hmm. or the year before that guy went flying, I think it was hurt too. So fortunately that guy wasn't injured, but yeah, qualifying seemed pretty laid back. I noticed FP3 was, was canceled too, because it was so much rain. So I wonder if um, I wonder if Max would have come out if if they would have gotten a practice in, but I didn't really look too much into it. But it makes sense not to risk it, I guess. I was surprised though, like he wasn't trying to just get any points since the race is like so tight. Like, don't you just get, don't you get points for qualifying as well? You get zero points for qualifying. Oh, you're, you're mixing it up with the sprint race. Okay, so like it literally, it literally like didn't matter at all. Yeah, I th- I, there was no reward. I mean, worst case scenario, because I think the track was still a little wet, maybe, right? He goes out there and crashes, and now you potentially miss the race, or they replace another okay. engine. You know what I mean? Okay. So I get it. Okay. Okay. And then, I mean, I think I'm on a roll to keep going into the race, since you didn't even watch it live or Take in order. This thing so. over. Okay. So at the start of the race, Batas took an engine penalty, so he was starting at the back. I think he started seven or 18th. And then Leclerc was also starting at the back of the grid for an engine change. So Max, Batas, Leclerc, all in the back. Signs actually led for the first couple of laps, maybe like the first 10 or so. He did a pretty good job maneuvering past Norris on the first turn and kind of out of the gate. I was pretty impressed by it. What were your thoughts? This may be due to the fact that I just watched it this morning, but I get the general sense at least kind of coming through social media and just reading some articles like signs on the podium is, is a pretty big deal. It seems not to be getting a lot of attention. Do you feel that too, as a signs fan? I do. I think I like, I don't even think that, and we're kind of fast forwarding, but like Hamilton's a hundred race win, like also feels very overshadowed because I think we all just feel so heavy for Norris. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be honest as we get into this here, but I saw, I saw like people were texting me and I had to like turn off my notifications. But before I did that, you had sent me a text and I can't remember what it said, but it was like sad face Norris or something like that. So I knew something happened with Norris. I didn't send I, you anything. No, you did. You did. 
I just said, ugh, it was so good. Impatiently waiting for you to watch. It might be one of my buddies, but I'm not a spoiler girl. Yeah, no, that was probably wasn't you, but I um I knew he had started up towards the top, I think through another text randomly. And so I I assume maybe he um had a chance for like a podium or something like that, or I didn't know it was this bad. So we'll get into that, of course. But um yeah, a lot of hints here and there that kind of gave me some info. But the signs thing, I just I haven't read one decent article or seen one posting about poor guy. Yeah, he really did a really great race. I think last year he likes did not do well at this track. Even watching the race too, they didn't really show signs or talk about him a lot outside of those first few laps. So yeah, that is interesting. I think we were just all focused on Lando. Oh, anyway, so, you know, he was doing really well. He still managed to kind of stay up at the front of the pack, even though he wasn't able to lead. I mean, he led more laps here than he ever has before. So that was probably a big accomplishment. The only other time I think he led laps was in Monza last year. Lance Stroll surprisingly did good. At one point he was like fourth and that was like before everyone was like pitting. So that was a little bit surprising. He did pretty well all weekend. Hamilton had a terrible start. He was in fourth position off the grid and he dropped to seventh after lap one. He just did not get out there. He was just, I think he was also trying to play conservative. So he didn't like mess up his own car and lose all points. Well, this is becoming a theme, right? I mean, we've talked about this a few times. He's just not quick off the line anymore really bad start and he had a run at it because he caught a slipstream on the straightaway to start and i think it was norris that closed it off so yeah he he definitely needed to be conservative taking a wreck there would have been uh, probably a championship ender but it all worked out clearly yep and then the race was like the race norris was leading people were pitting different pit strategies happening there were people that pitted in the beginning and people that pitted in the middle Everyone was kind of like waiting to see, you know, whose strategy, you know, was more dominant. And then with five laps to go, it started to rain. Like really rain. Well, at first it kind of was just sprinkling. And Norris and Hamilton were like quite close at this point. And it started to rain a little bit more. You saw Norris starting to like slip a little bit. I mean, every time they like saw him going around a corner, I was literally gripping my seat. And Hamilton finally was convinced to go to the pits to change his tires. His team convinced him to do so by saying that there was like heavier rain on the horizon. When Norris's team, you know, kept asking him if he wanted to pit, you could like sense in his voice he was like no like you know like he was like I can do it I can do it but they never indicated to him that it was going to get worse and so I think that that was a little bit of a miss and I think he was so pumped up with adrenaline and didn't want to like wreck anything by going to pit that he thought he could like hold it out and keep his position but once Hamilton changed his tires I think there was like a 20 second gap and it, every time Norris turned around like another bend, the distance was getting like shorter and shorter and shorter. And it started to rain more and more and more. And finally, like Norris slipped and went off the track. And at that point was back and forth and it was getting dangerous. So next time around, he finally decided to pit 
but then he slipped going into the pit and crossed the pit lane going back in. So I don't even know if he ended up getting a penalty about that. I was that. looking. I don't think they gave him a penalty because just felt he, so bad. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a lot going on there. So, you know, we kind of fast forwarded to the end of the race because I, I agree with you. There wasn't a ton to talk about prior to that outside of maybe for Stappen just working his way through the whole pack. Um, relatively impressively too, because Bottas couldn't do the same thing. So a couple things here. I mean, this was my thought. First and foremost, it was just sprinkling, and then it just started dumping out of nowhere. My issue, and I, I totally understand. Like, I think if I was Lando Norris, I would just go for it, right? First first win on the line, you're, what, three laps out. I totally understand. But to your point, and again, I'd, I'd have to listen to the whole radio, not just what was um, broadcast, but like, it sure didn't seem like they told him what was coming. My biggest issue was, you know, that you have to know that if you have a driver going for the first win, they're not going to pit with four laps left. They're not going to want to, right? You're just going to stick it out. Someone's got to get on the horn, whether it's the engineer, Zach Brown, somebody, and say, listen, you got to pit. You have to pit, and here's why. Maybe that happened. I haven't listened to the whole radio but it sure didn't sound like it. I mean, not only did he lose first, I mean, he didn't even get the podium. It was so bad. No, I mean, I think that like McLaren was also holding their breath. Like, oh, I think like they just like, pan- I think they were all just panicked and just like crossing all of their fingers and toes and limbs. And yes, I don't think they forcibly enough like told him what was coming because it was getting dangerous out there. And then to watch like his interviews, like they were gut-wrenching his PR manager was in like the garage like just sobbing he was like on the brink of tears in every single interview it just was incredibly gut-wrenching and with everyone watching (laughs) Norris the whole time no one even noticed that Max went from 20th to second (laughs) in this whole race like where did he come from he was in eighth or ninth and then Everyone started pitting, I think, like a lap later than they probably should have. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, Max is going to slide into second here. I was like, well, how did that happen? But he I got have the, no he idea. He pitted at the right time. He caught, it's just like catching a caution flag, like, you know, safety car. Like if you catch it at the right point in the track and you make the right call, you know, you can, you can gain a lot of positions. And that's what happened for Zach. Going back to Norris, though, I mean, naturally you would expect him to grip it really tight. Totally understandable. But it it did seem like based on the lack of clear data and information being provided, or or let's just put it this way, they were asking him, what do you want to do? Instead of telling him what he needed to do. That's a big miss. That's a big, big miss, you know? Um, and that's this we're not talking about like Haas here. This is a solid, very tenured team uh in McLaren with a lot of experience. So I would I would put this on the team. I mean, someone's got to make that call. And I understand they don't want to make the call and be wrong. But, you know, at worst, he would have came in, what, second? Yeah. Second. Yeah. You know? They were clearly not looking at the radar. I, I don't know what they were looking at. But at the same time, I mean, it's just the difference in messaging between what Bono gave Lewis and what, I don't even know, the, the race engineer for, for Lando gave Lando, polar opposites polar opposites you know bono said you got to pit 
Lewis rebuttaled. I think it's actually drying up. And he said, basically, it's getting harder. And if Lando stays out, he's going to be in trouble. And he pitted. And that's exactly what happened. And I think that's just the difference in trusting your team. Not that Lando doesn't trust it, but, you know, he was just gripping it really tight. And I, I think the, the team was too, you know, so they got it wrong. It was, it was definitely painful to watch because I was just expecting that he was going to come in second based on some of the texts I got and saw. Um, I, I didn't think it was going to get that bad. What a disaster. And Ricardo got fourth, I believe, right? I know. See, like yeah. all of the other like wins of the day just got, I think, completely overshadowed because I think like the world, the F1 world, like felt the pain of Norris. I also wonder too, I was thinking about this after I watched it this morning. Let's say there was a race in between this one, right? Any race, any circuit, whatever. And let's just say it was like a Max Lewis Bottas win or just, you know, one of the kind of regular customers. And then it was this race. I feel like they were such on a high from Monza that maybe that played into like, we got back to back win. You know what I mean? Like maybe, I, who knows? Yeah, but like, like the adrenaline of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It was funny because in the qualifying, the post-qualifying interviews when they were interviewing Lando, they were like, you know, you know, your first pole position. And he was like visibly <laughs> nervous and like scared about it. He was like, I've never done it before. You see that from time to time when someone, you know, is like on podium for the first time and they don't really understand the post-race agenda, if you will. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was tricky. I do, I will say this though, in defense of kind of the McLaren team, because obviously I'm a McLaren fan, Lando definitely deserved to make his own call. Not saying that's the right decision, not saying that they, you know, they should have given him the call, but like Lando's deserved to make his own call. So I, I do understand them kind of passing the buck to him and saying, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? But a driver's always going to stick it out. You know what I mean? Like what driver before last be like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's pit and uh, potentially Lewis goes by and, you know, there's really no chance of me winning the race potentially because that's what you're thinking. But Lewis definitely had the advantage there. You know, I think he would have pitted either way, even if Lando did. It's just harder being the person out front. Well, you don't know if the person behind you is going to pit or not. Well, it's just a shitty way to lose, right? You're like, all right, we're going to pit. And then Hamilton stays out track for whatever doesn't get too atrocious. He wouldn't have lost out. And you lose. If, if, if Norris pitted, um, and Hamilton didn't. I don't think Hamilton would have lasted out there either, but no. it's 2020. No, he wouldn't have. But I mean, it was that lap. From that point on, the rain just, it, it got significantly worse within, you know, every 15 seconds. It was coming out harder and harder and harder. And there was that next lap that it really got pretty nasty for him. And then from there on out, it was just, it was over. Because I think he went one additional lap, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And then he just admitted, like, on the radio, like, all right, guys, like, I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> you could hear it yeah. in his voice. So, and then somehow Max passed everybody into second place. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I don't even think they like showed him like during the race at all. I, I mean, it was shocking. Even you could see it on Lewis's face. He was in his interview. He was just like, you know, it was a, it was a dream result for Max. You know, he, you yeah. could see in his eyes. He was just like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, right. Good so for Lewis, them. that pushed Lewis back to the front of the championship. But like, we're talking like, Two three points. points, two points, three points. Yes, I think it's two or three points. So it's it's totally game on. How many races do we have left? Yeah, two points. We have, I mean, we have a good bit left. Eight, we have Turkey seven. in two weeks. We have the U.S., Mexico, Brazil to be considered, which 
Are they really considering anything? Yeah. Um, Saudi and Abu Dhabi. And then in the constructors, I mean, McLaren has pulled ahead in their fight against Ferrari. They're now at 234 points and Ferrari's at 216. Yep. Still pretty close, but yeah, they've pulled ahead. What happened to Leclerc? Where did he finish today? He actually did really well too. He, let's see here. It is quite, they didn't really give much Ferrari coverage at all. I feel like. No, I mean, they literally only covered Lando. (laughs) You know what I was also thinking too, going back to stroll, he slid off the track right when it started to come down a little bit. I think it was like four laps to go. They were like, do you think you could like last out there? And he was like, yeah. And then immediately went into the barrier. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was. Huh? I saw that on Instagram. But he still, he still got higher than Leclerc. Leclerc had to spin out in the last lap. So he oh, kind of okay. stunk to the back. But Batas is, was fifth. Yeah. He snuck up there too. Yeah. And Alonso got six. Which was disappointing. I thought he would have scored higher. But again, that, that intermediate tire change, like you had to nail the timing and it made the race basically. So if you missed Definitely. it by a lap, it really impacted the results. But yeah, I was thinking, geez, if Stroll would have hit that wall a little bit harder and let's just say, you know, broke a rear axle or something and couldn't go, the race is over. And Lando wins. I mean, it's just a difference of just such small details, you know? Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Well, yeah, hopefully Lando recovers from that. I, I watched a couple of post-race interviews. I mean, he looks like a 16-year-old oh boy who just got broken up with. You know what I mean? Like, I, saw, really bad. I saw a meme of him looking like the guy from Stranger Things, the kid from Stranger Things, um, the one with the curly hair. And now I cannot unsee it. The Dustin character in Stranger Things, like they're, they're twins. Like if I could picture what Lando looked like as a 16 year old boy. That's what it would be. His face just looks super puffy. You could tell he'd been crying quite a bit. Yeah. Like that just breaks my heart. Yeah. It, it was a bummer. It was a bummer, but guy, but he is driving exceptionally well. And now Ricardo's coming along. Like this team's going to be a problem if they get their car right for next year's regulations. They're going to be a serious problem. They're getting into a good good groove. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, too, I, was, I, I this popped in my head after the race. I mean, if McLaren gives Norris a good car, obviously Lewis is going to do Lewis things. And then you have Russell. I mean, you're going to have three Brits. Not that they're all driving on the same team, but three Brits, you know, up against Max next year. I mean... Max can handle it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm just saying that's a, that's a lot Kelly of British star power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool race. Uh, always gets exciting when it gets wet. Definitely. And uh, that was definitely the case here. Um, so where do we go next? We're, uh, we're, we're in we're Turkey in two weeks. So next week we'll be providing a review of the, the Shoemaker documentary. And I will give a sneak preview as to my initial thoughts is that Mick Shoemaker is hot. Like he's got it going on. So yeah, that's where I that's leave not, it. That's not like new news. I know, but like seeing him in an interview, like not in a race uniform, like a little more cleaned up. That was my, my, my first takeaway. Yeah. Now Schumacher is a good looking dude. Not a lot of off grid gossip this week. It was rather quiet for an off week. I will say that. I think these guys are getting pretty tired because 
It must be. They're just like totally off the grid, but no pun intended. But we will cover that next week. Hopefully someone will give us something. And uh, is Geo confirmed? Have we? Con- is he staying? Is no, he going? he's not Do confirmed yet. Not yet. They need to not bring him back. Why? I just, I just like, because here's the thing, like during the race, they don't even cover him. So it's like, then bring in someone that's exciting that you want to cover. So I'm just going to say it right now, Geo out. I'm going to go with uh, one of the F2 drivers in. Maybe the the Chinese guy. He's pretty good. Zhu, Zhao, something like that. But Gio's not cutting it. So I've okay. made the decision for Alpha. Oh. Alpha. Alpha who? Definitely not Romero. We went, what, 10 episodes, 11 episodes. I had no idea. I was saying it correctly no the entire idea. time for the record. <laughs> no idea. Until I got fact-checked by your dad. And then we had a couple of folks that were like, oh, yeah, like on the Instagram, like, yeah, you too bad to call you out. You've been saying it the wrong way for three months. I was like, I had no idea. Like I would have bet my whole life savings. I was like, of course it's Alfa Romero. So how do you say it? Alfa Romeo. Romeo. I mean, I'm probably still not saying it correctly, but there's no R in there. Yeah. I think I just must've heard Romeo and thought it was Romero. I don't know. So sorry about that. Alfa Romeo, not Alfa Romero. Mick Schumacher, not Mick Shoemaker. Kelly Piquet, not Kelly Paquette. We'll get it right one day. It's a learning process. Well, anyways, that will do it for this week, guys. Appreciate you joining in. We'll be back next week covering the Schumacher documentary. So if you haven't watched that, jump on Netflix. Check it out. It's a great watch. In the meantime, feel free to interact with us on Instagram at gridgossipf one. And we will check you guys on the flip side. Peace.